Do you want victory? You can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder and executive director of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. And if you would open your Bibles, please, to the book of Proverbs, chapter 21. Proverbs, chapter 21. This is God's Word. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He directs it like a watercourse wherever he pleases. All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Haughty eyes and a proud heart, the lamp of the wicked, are sin. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. The violence of the wicked will drag them away, for they refuse to do what is right. The way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. The wicked man craves evil. His neighbor gets no mercy from him. When a mocker is punished, the simple gain wisdom. When a wise man is instructed, he gets knowledge. The righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. If a man shuts his ears to the cry of the poor, he too will cry out and not be answered. A gift given in secret soothes anger, and a bribe concealed in the cloak pacifies great wrath. When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. A man who strays from the path of understanding comes to rest in the company of the dead. He who loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and oil will never be rich. The wicked become a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and ill-tempered wife. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. He who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. A wise man attacks the city of the mighty and pulls down the stronghold in which they trust. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. The proud and arrogant man, Mocker is his name, he behaves with overweening pride. The sluggard's craving will be the death of him because his hands refuse to work. 
All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable, how much more so when brought with evil intent. A false witness will perish, and whoever listens to him will be destroyed forever. A wicked man puts up a bold front, but an upright man gives thought to his ways. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. May God add his blessing to this reading from his holy and inspired word. Think for just a moment about how big you are compared to a kid. Now think for just a moment how big you are compared to an elephant. Now think for just a moment about how big you are compared to the planet. Now think for just a moment how big you are in the solar system. Now think for a moment how big you are in the galaxy of which our solar system is a part. Now think for just a moment about how big you are in this universe. Now think for just a moment of how incredibly arrogant and foolish it is to try and go against God. God isn't just huge, he's infinite. God is almighty, all-knowing, and all around us. And God is in control of things that seem random to us, hence the casting of lots that we read about in Scripture. It seems like it's just a chance. We can do a study of the statistical probability of an event. But God's in control of the details. And he has the time and the intelligence and the power to care so that he knows how many hairs are on top of your head. And not one sparrow falls to the ground apart from his notice. That's the God that we're dealing with here. And so in verse 1 of Proverbs 21, we read that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he directs it like a watercourse wherever he will. It's like a hose. God can turn it and spray over here and then all of a sudden turn and spray over there and you say, I didn't see that coming. God is able to do that. God is in control. And we need to remember that. That's what this verse is about. We need to remember that when things are not going in the way that we think they need to be going. God's still in control. Does that mean that everybody does exactly what God delights in? No, it doesn't. Clearly, God is often angry about things people do. But it's not because he's lost control of the situation. He is at work in every situation, accomplishing his purpose, even through the choices that are made by people who think that they are totally free agents. 
God is at work. And even when people do wrong, God is still at work. And if you want proof of that, read the Bible. And the ultimate story of that, there it runs all through the Old and New Testament, but the ultimate story that is at the center of all of it is Jesus dying on the cross. At the hands of wicked people, Jesus was crucified. It was the fulfillment of the Father's plan for our salvation. God's in control. Get used to it. Rejoice in it. The wonderful news is that the one who's in control is the one who is perfect love. He is holy, holy, holy. And we live and breathe and move in him. So we don't have to be a slave to fear anymore. We can live with confidence because God is in control. That is good news. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. He directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. Look at verse 2. All a man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. This is one of several proverbs that remind us that we sometimes fool ourselves about why we're doing what we're doing. And we can think that what we're doing is okay because, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. But God knows what's going on in our heart even better than we are. The Bible tells us that the heart is deceitfully wicked. It's not just wicked, it's deceitfully wicked. We fool ourselves about how bad we are. Who can know it? Well, God knows the heart. God knows what's going on, and the good news is, instead of destroying us, He has brought us salvation in Jesus Christ. Folks, you may be listening to this broadcast from miles away from Wares Valley, miles away from East Tennessee, and be shocked to learn that Wares Valley Ranch is helping children from families all across the country, even where you are. That's right, where you are. We've helped children from California to New England states, all across the Southeast, up in the Midwest, all over the U.S. Now, I tell you this because there may be a child in a difficult situation in your community. And if you become aware of a situation, you're welcome to point them to us at wvr.org. It can be a tough conversation with a family member, so please call us if you would like guidance on how to approach them. It could mean the opportunity of a lifetime for a child in crisis. To reach our admissions office, you can call 865-429-0372. To step out of my comfort zone Into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is To do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Do you remember the story of Saul, who disobeyed God regarding Agag and the slaughter of the Amalekites, and when confronted by Samuel, the prophet, 
He said, oh, well, the reason we saved some of the animals was we were going to offer them as a sacrifice to the Lord. And Samuel said, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. You and I need to understand that if we're disobeying God and then trying to bribe him with a sacrifice, it's not going to work. God's looking for obedience in his people. Verse 5, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Two things being contrasted here. One of them gives good benefit. The other one leads to loss. If you just do a slapdash job at your work, it will turn out badly. Have you ever seen where someone took a cloth to clean something and only streaked the dirt around? Okay? Uh, you know, yeah, I wiped the table down. Well, then why does it still have ketchup smeared on it? The plans of the diligent lead to profit. What is diligence? It's hard work with an eye toward detail. And haste is incompatible with diligence. A fortune made by a lying tongue is a fleeting vapor and a deadly snare. In other words, if you try to get wealthy by being dishonest, you'll not only lose that financial gain, but it will destroy you. Verse 8. The way of the guilty is devious, but the conduct of the innocent is upright. I love the word upright. It's an old-fashioned word, but what does it mean? It means you can stand up straight. I mean, that's... That's the whole idea. You don't have to sneak around. You can just be what you are and do what you do. And you don't have to be nervous about who's going to see. Because you're not doing anything you have to be ashamed of. So the conduct that we should be aiming for is not something that has to be done secretly, but rather something that allows us to stand up straight. The way of the guilty is devious, sneaky, secretive, deceitful. But the conduct of the innocent is upright. Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. That's verse 9. Look at verse 19. Better to live in a desert than with a quarrelsome and ill-tempered wife. It's the wives who are the problem. No, he's speaking to his son. The relationships are the most important aspect of where you live. That's what it's saying here. It's better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a person who's... The most important thing in the house is the atmosphere. Is it upbeat, encouraging, healing, soothing, safe? That's what matters. That's what these kids desperately need. That's what you need. Look at verse 12. The righteous one takes note of the house of the wicked and brings the wicked to ruin. Well, what does that mean? It means God knows what is happening and he has promised to destroy those who refuse to repent. God has promised he's going to destroy them. He's going to destroy his enemies. That's a promise. You can count on it. God says he takes note 
and he'll destroy them. Now, the wonderful thing is we were all his enemies, and he has redeemed us, and he offers not just clemency, not just a pardon, but he offers adoption to people like us who were his enemies. But those who do not repent will be destroyed. It's guaranteed. God says so. How foolish to try and fight against God. Verse 17. He who loves pleasure will become poor. Whoever loves wine and oil will never be rich. Well, look at verse 20. In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. It doesn't mean you can't like nice stuff. It means that if you're, if you're a consumer, just, you know, as quickly as it comes in, you're using it up, then you are never going to accumulate wealth, the purpose of which is not to be able to say, woohoo, I've got accumulated wealth. The purpose is so that you are in a position to give. Because that's what the Bible tells us that the righteous do. They give without sparing. But you don't get in a position to give unless you save. But you're not saving it so that you can be somebody or so that you can be secure. You are saving so that you will be in a position when the need is there to give. So, he who loves pleasure will become poor. Why don't we say that together? He who loves pleasure will become poor. Is, is that true? You better believe it. It's God's word. If your affection is set and your desire is set on just satisfying your own pleasures, you're going to end up miserable because you're just going to use up everything you've got. Verse 21, he who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you as well. What are you pursuing? Solomon, who's the channel through whom God gave us most of these Proverbs, Solomon was offered by God whatever you want. He said, please give me wisdom. God said, well, because you didn't ask for wealth and long life and those things, I'll give you those as well. Because what you wanted was wisdom. He who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Look at verse 23. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. I have made plenty of stupid mistakes in my life. I believe I can safely say that the majority of them had to do with things I shouldn't have said. Just learn to guard your tongue. I often pray, Lord, set a watch over my mouth. Keep me from saying things I shouldn't say. Because it is tempting to say things that we can't take back. Look at verse 
29. A wicked man puts up a bold front, but an upright man gives thought to his ways. The boldness of the wicked is a facade. They're headed for destruction. They may seem extremely confident, but the fact is the road that they are on inevitably leads to destruction. So they look really good as they head over the cliff. I mean, it's just not the way you want to go. The wise person, the upright person, gives thought to his ways. Verse 30, there is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. We started this out by talking about the universe in which we live. God is not running for office. He is Lord. God's on the throne. No plan will succeed against the Lord. It's not like somebody's going to finally come up with something where we can overthrow God. No. Sorry. Which makes it all the more amazing that God, in order to save the likes of us, would send his son and allow him to be killed. That just boggles my mind. But the great thing is, when we killed him, he conquered death for us. No plan, no weapon will ever succeed against him. Even death could not contain him. God is on the throne. He's working out his plan. It is for the good of all who love him, who are the called according to his purpose. God's not trying to figure out what to do and how am I going to make this work and give me a little time here. I'm, I'm working on a solution. The end has already been written. There's going to be a glorious new heaven and new earth. And those who are his own, will be with him forever. It's going to be glorious. So we need to live our lives here with confidence. Not that we approve of whatever's going on. You, you know, your vehicle just flipped and, and your arm was severed. Oh, really? Oh. No, I mean, it's okay to get upset about stuff. Stuff happens that is upsetting. That's okay. But it does mean that we never need to panic. We never need to get bent out of shape as if it's, oh no, it's all spinning out of control. No, it's not. No, it's not. In 2 Peter chapter 3, we read that it's all going to get burned up in a fire. And even that will be the Lord's doing. I'm really concerned about global warming. Oh, you don't have any idea. <laughs> you have no clue how hot it's going to get. Please understand this. I am not opposed to people wanting to preserve the beauty of this environment, provided they know better than to worship 
the environment and instead worship the creator of this place who has already told us the end game. And that is that all of us are going to have to stand before him. So, last verse. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. God is on the throne. God is in control. God is working out his plan. Do not fear. Victory belongs to the Lord. That's why we don't have to be afraid. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE. Or contact us on the web at wvr.org.